0: This is Rhema for Today Radio. Remember that confession is Satan's defeat. Actually, the verse in Hebrews 4.14 said, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. I looked this Greek word translated confession up in the Greek concordance, and one translation reads, that uh, our one meaning of it is, let us hold fast to saying the same thing. Now, what does that mean? Well, we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. He's there representing us to the Father. He says, I died for them. I took their sins. I redeemed them. I became sin for their sin that they might become the righteousness of God in me.
1: Welcome to Rhema for Today. Kenneth E. Hagin continues his teaching on right and wrong thinking. Find out more next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagen for today's message.
0: Now I want you to notice that in salvation, Paul in his writings to the saints, to the Christians at Rome said, the word of faith which we preach. Now, you see, uh, this cannot be seen in the Old Testament because those people did not have the experience that we have. They did not even see concerning what they had prophesied about. The Bible said they desired to look into them. Uh, We cannot see it in the four Gospels because what Jesus came to bring was not actually available then. He did forgive sins while he was on the earth, but we have more than forgiveness of sins. We are made new creatures. All that he promised, of course, when he was here on the earth and all that the Old Testament prophets had prophesied about did become available unto us after Jesus died, after he was raised from the dead and ascended on high and sat down at the right hand of the Father. The New Covenant, the New Testament, was not in force until the high priesthood of the New Covenant, the New Testament, began to function. Jesus is the high priest of the New Testament. Now, it's difficult for people to see some things because they have thought and you see we're talking about right and wrong thinking, that these things were in force while Jesus was here on the earth. But they were not in force. For instance, Jesus had power to forgive sins, but as I said, we have more than just forgiveness of sins. People in the Old Testament had their sins forgiven, but we have more than just forgiveness of sins. We have become new creatures in Christ Jesus. We are born again. Now, if a person, after he's born again, if he does sin, then, it said, if they confess, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. He is not born again, again. Man cannot be born again but once. But he can forgive, be forgiven of his sins many times. Thank God for that. Now, here in Hebrews, you know, the, the Word of God says in the 10th chapter of Hebrews, 23rd verse, Let us hold fast the profession, the margin says, the confession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. Now, here are two different verses in Hebrews that tell us to hold fast the confession of our faith. One of them is Hebrews 4.14 the other Hebrews 10.23. It is absolutely necessary that we hold fast to affirming what we believe. It is necessary for us to hold fast to a truth that we have embraced. Then again, we go back here to Romans the 10th chapter, the ninth and 10th verses, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God is raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved, for with the heart man believeth unto salvation. Now, uh, the, the uh, people, these people, these very ones he's talking about, heard the word of God preached. It straightened out their thinking and showed them that they were lost, that they were sinners, that they could not save themselves, that they could not make themselves righteous, that they could not redeem themselves but that God sent his Son to this world and condemned sin in the flesh. God made salvation available to us through Christ, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved except the name of Jesus. So the sinner simply says to God, Dear God, I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. I know according to your word that I cannot make myself righteous, but I thank you because you love me and sent the Lord Jesus to die for me. And through his righteousness, redemption is made available unto me. I believe that he died for my sins according to the scripture. I believe that he was raised from the dead and is my justification. I confess him now and take him as my savior. I confess him as my Lord. Now, that is thinking in line with the word and believing what the Bible says. And confessing it creates a reality of salvation in the human spirit. I I was never satisfied the way some people deal with folks who come to be saved. I, I know a lot of times... In, in praying and dealing with folks who come to be saved. We just sort of leave them in the dark, so to speak. Sometimes people tell folks, well, keep on praying, Lord will save you after a while. But you know, friends, there's more to being saved than just praying. If one prays apart from the word of God, he will not get anywhere. I've seen so many people come to the altars who were as earnest and sincere as they could be, and yet they went away unsaved. I was greatly disturbed about this. I asked, Lord Jesus, what's the matter? Those that do come to the altar Sometimes only half of them are being saved. Now, I'm sure these that that, uh, didn't seem to be saved are, are just as sincere or they wouldn't have come. I know there's nothing wrong with you because you never change. Now, someone suggested there are those that met the conditions and the others did not. But sometimes that's a little too vague. We need to analyze the situation and see why they did not meet the conditions. Did they know what the conditions were? Were they rightly instructed? And so, as I waited before the Lord, he showed me that many times we were not dealing right with the sinner. And then he told me how to deal with him. And so, from that day to this, I have never dealt with a sinner who responded to an altar call and came forward to be saved without his being saved. Not a single one. Sometimes we have a little trouble with some of the backsliders. But I say that every sinner with whom I have dealt has been saved. I've had pastors tell me three or four years after I held a revival in their churches, that they never had a single one of my converts to backslide. You see, friends, it makes a great deal of difference as to the basis on which they're brought in. If a sinner's thinking is straightened out uh, to begin with, his believing made right, and his confession made right, then it will be much easier for him to stay put, so to speak. If he comes in on the wrong basis, then the devil takes advantage of what he doesn't know, and he becomes defeated and robbed of that which God has actually done for him. Of course, if he has been taught the word, to hold fast to his confession of faith. Naturally, the devil will camouflage the situation, try to make him feel he's not saved. And because of little mistakes he makes, the devil will tell him, well, you're done for now. You might as well give up and quit. But you see, when he's been taught right, he'll hold fast to his confession that he is saved. When it comes to healing, the same thing's true. Remember, that confession is Satan's defeat. Actually, the verse in Hebrews 4.14 said, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. I looked this Greek word translated confession up in the Greek concordance and one translation it reads that uh, our one meaning of it is, let us hold fast to saying the same thing. Now, what does that mean? Well, we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. He's there representing us to the Father. He says, I died for them. I took their sins. I redeemed them. I became sin for their sin, that they might become the righteousness of God in me. I took their infirmities and bore their sicknesses. I delivered them from the authority of darkness. I recreated them, making them new creatures. That's what he's saying. Uh, And so... Uh, the Greek translation says, let us hold fast to saying the same thing. Now that's our confession. Your confession will either imprison you or set you free. Confession is the result of our believing. And our believing is the result of our right thinking or our wrong thinking. Now first it's necessary that we know what God has wrought for us in Christ and that we believe it and confess it. It is our confession of it that creates the reality of it in our lives, that causes it to become real in our lives. And then second, it's necessary for us to know what God, through the Word and through the Holy Spirit, has wrought in us in the new birth and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And then third, it's necessary for us to know what the Lord Jesus Christ is doing for us now in His present-day ministry at the right hand of God the Father in heaven. And then fourth, it's necessary for us to know what the Word of God will do for us through our lips, or what God can do through us. Now, Philippians, the second chapter the 13th verse said, For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. God works in us. God works through us. God does not work apart from us. We need to realize that and know that. God gave the church the authority and the commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. God's plan is to operate through us. The Holy Spirit has been sent uh, to be our helper, and the Holy Spirit is our helper. The Holy Spirit does not do the work. This thought is another in which our thinking has been wrong. I'm referring to the value of right thinking. Some people said, let the Holy Spirit do it. Let the Holy Ghost do it. has been the cry uh, of many. The Holy Ghost was not sent to do it. The Greek word translated comforter in the King James translation is also translated helper. You know, another translation said, I will not leave thee helpless. I will come to you. I will send you another helper. And so the Greek word paraclete, that's translated comforter, means one called alongside to help. God did not send the Holy Ghost to us to do the job. He sent him to help us do the job. Too much of the time, the Holy Ghost is left to do it all. If the Holy Ghost does it, then there's no need in our sending missionaries. Let's just send the Holy Ghost over to Africa and let him convert those people. Let's just send the Holy Ghost over to India and let him convert the sinners. Let's just send the Holy Ghost down to South America. Why? Why be out all the expense of training and educating missionaries to send to the law if, if, if the Holy Ghost is going to do it? No, friends, the Holy Ghost works through us. He works through the Word in our lips. We pray many times, God convict this person, man or woman, a loved one or a friend. God convict this person of his sins and bring real conviction on him. But you know, conviction will never come on him until someone gives him the word of God. Without hearing the word of God, he will not be convicted. Paul said in Romans the 10th chapter, the 13th and 14th verses, For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord uh, shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed, and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard, and how shall they hear without a preacher? Now the Bible said that God ordained that through the preaching of the word, or the foolishness of preaching, that men should be saved. We certainly believe in signs and wonders, but signs and wonders do not save anyone. They attract the people's attention. When their attention is gotten, one then must tell them how to get saved.
1: You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. If you'd like to find more life-changing resources, then visit rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Right now, I want to tell you about this month's special offer. When you call or go online, you'll be able to purchase the Heart of God package. The book from Ken Hagan, Listen to Your Heart. Kenneth E. Hagan's DVD, Just Know God, and his slimline books, The Present Day Ministry of Jesus Christ and Right and Wrong Thinking. All these resources are twenty-four ninety-five. dollars Call toll-free faith 99 Again, toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Some
2: people ask us, they say, well, how how does your ministry keep running? How do you do it? It's through people that we call Word Partner Club members.
0: Yes, that's right.
2: And what is a Word Partner Club? A Word Partner Club member is somebody that commits to pray for us. Yes. And to send in a monthly offering. Mm -hmm. And somebody says, well, I don't have much. I'm gonna tell you what. a little offering a middle-sized offering a big offering when they all come together they amount to something and when everybody does what they can i'm not asking you to do a sacrificial thing i'm just asking you to do what you can as and become a word partner club and each month send something in and we we will keep this program going all over the world we travel all over the world and people come up to us and say thank you for your television broadcast because of that I'm healed today, or I'm born again today. And you know what? It all goes back to you Word Partner Club members, and I want to thank you for that. If you want to know about Word Partner Club, just go to rhema.org slash WPC. And as we close today, let me say thank you.
1: Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagan on right and wrong thinking. That's next time on Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.